This week's Bonfire Side Chat Appendix is brought to you by Alice Lee. Alice Lee, thank you so much. Yeah. You so kindly gave to our Patreon campaign. Yeah, I know Alice. Oh. Um, Alice edits the the Yearbook Office, which is a online magazine that I sometimes write for. Oh. And is great. And you guys should go to the yearbookoffice.com. And, uh, and she's a wonderful person. Wait a minute. She just bought ad space. <laughs> Did she? <laughs> no, no. Oh. That's... No, but I, I'll, I'll give her some free ad space. Yeah, no, she's I, just great. I don't begrudge yeah. it. It's cool. I yeah. like the yearbook office. Yeah, um, uh, she, she's awesome. And uh, thank you very much, Alice. And if you want to be as cool as Alice, um, form your own online magazine. But if you want to have one thing in common with Alice... <laughs> um, go support us on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Go to patreon.com forward slash DuckFeedTV. Even just a couple of bucks gets you uh, some cool rewards and helps us out tremendously. Indeed. Yeah. That is patreon.com slash DuckFeedTV. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And my name is Jake Booth. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is Appendix. It is a cursed second favorite. Yes. And this week we are reading your responses to Harvest Valley and the Earthen Peak from the lowest lows to the highest highs. Thank you for sticking around, Jake. Uh, no problem. It's been a whole week. It's not like I have anything better to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh. oh. Yeah. We have quite a few responses. So thanks, everybody, mm-hmm. for uh, for chipping in. Yeah. I'll go ahead and get us started just real quick with a brief one. Um, Allison Baker, our friend and yours, um, says via Facebook, a minor correction, um, there are definitely not infinite spiders in the pre-Freya summoning area. And she knows because she killed them all every single time. Yeah, yeah. So I, I made that claim. Uh, I think under the guise of they were effectively endless, I think that they were endless insofar as I didn't have the patience, enough patience to uh, to kill all of them. Yeah, I think I think we said they were endless, like a like a soup salad bar mm. was like endless, <laughs> like where it's like you know you could you can get your fill, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. See, I, I had no trouble killing them, and uh, I quite quite enjoyed it because you know it's like it's like living my real life every day, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm an odd imitating life, I think is what they call it. Well, you, you are. I mean, not to be nationalist here, but you are in Australia, a noted place of poisonous things. Well, exactly, exactly. So you know. Yeah. It's uh, the Harvest Valley. Freya's of... Boss Room and Harvest Valley is my <laughs> dream. What's the, what's the scariest uh, animal you've run into? Like, actually scariest seen? Thing. Is that, like, actually a thing? <laughs> Excuse my ignorance. Um, <laughs> probably snakes. Snakes are very scary. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I hope that you, you're still with us <laughs> yeah. in the near yeah. future. And uh, don't get yeah. killed by, uh, by, by anything mama. poisonous. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I love how I'm too we're getting around. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh, I've never considered the idea of being racist against somebody from Australia. Yeah, but I don't want to <laughs> accidentally do it. So it's, it's <laughs> all right. Yeah, like, like like I said, it is playing into a stereotype. But why is skeletons well, always up to evil stuff? Yeah. The the worst thing about being Australian is that uh, I I always get the Australians always racist oh. stereotype. And it's like, is that a thing? Well. Yeah, apparently that is a thing, and that's probably the only one that I find incredibly annoying. Yeah, that's that's an assault on character. It's not, you know. Hmm. Well, it's, it's also like, like you guys sort make great mixtapes to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Oh uh, well. I, Americans get that too. Yeah, I've yeah. never I've never heard that stereotype before. 
I'll be sure to uh, color all of my past interactions with you through that filter. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I won't do that. Um, um, I'll, I'll pick up here with uh, with Dylan. Dylan McCollum via Facebook who writes in uh, again with with another correction. Uh, we're, we're you know I, we're very adamant about having the correction section because we do get things wrong. So I oh, just yeah. I want everybody to know we're calling Apollo. Well, I'm, li- I'm looking at all these. You got quite a few wrong. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we own it. We really do. Um, but uh, Dylan writes in to say I hate to be that guy, and this may be a little silly, but Cole mentioned the significance of Cromwell's name in the last episode, the one about uh, Bryce Stone Cove Seldora. Uh, he says something about an English priest, and he may be talking about somebody I'm not familiar with, but when I met Cromwell in Seldora, my mind jumped to Oliver Cromwell, the first and only Lord Protector of England. Indeed, Dylan, this is the person that I was referring to. In the interest of not um, uh, giving the entire uh, history lesson which he so kindly provided, uh, he was uh, somebody who just basically was a Puritan commander in the English Civil War. And once he got into power, he put in a bunch of really uh, puritanical rules and also killed like half of Ireland. And they got so sick of him that they brought back the monarchy. <laughs> so uh, he, he is indeed a, an infamous uh, figure in English history, and that is totally who I think who I was thinking of uh, thinking of when I said that uh, priest and religious person are synonymous in my mind. I didn't mean to ally him with the Catholic Church, which uh, which hmm. I can totally see how that would be uh, something that would you know it would sound like I was doing. Hmm. Yeah, and don't apologize for being that guy. It is a dumb thing yeah. I said. He's a fine <laughs> guy to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to uh, read the next one, Jake? Uh, yeah, no problem. This is from Brian via the contact form. Uh, just wanted to write in and remind you guys that there is, in fact, a reason to kill authority. The royal rat behind uh, beyond just completionism. Once you've reached both authority and vanguard, uh, sweet Shalqu- I've never got how to pronounce the name. <laughs> Shalqua? Yeah, yeah. No. Some, some, the cat. So the flying feline boots, aka one of the most important pairs of pants in the game. <laughs> I, I always read that and then mean to do it, and then I've never got them. Like I, I just that's that's my fault for not just never doing it. Like I'll read them, like oh yeah, there are those boots. The, those never are the uh, the ones with the passive like cat's uh, cat's ring or uh, yeah. full control thing on, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I've never bothered getting them either, just because like I always <laughs> use full control or something anyway. So yeah. I, I end up using <clears> the Although, gesture. If you're about to play the DLC, <laughs> I, I would recommend picking those up because there's a lot of falling in that. Yeah, true. Yeah. The uh, the gesture pants do the same thing. Yeah. My uh, my DLC mm-hmm. character is rocking those, and I'm <laughs> I'm using the um, boy, what's his head? The blue sentinel guy, um, Targrave. Oh yeah. Um, his uh, his jacket because it has a cool long skirt that covers up my dorky gesture pants, and yeah. it looks fly as shit. Speaking of look and fly, I would like to just roll with the jester pants, nothing else, um, and a big hammer. Oh yeah, yeah, that would be pretty <laughs> fun. <laughs> um, uh, but the but the flying feline boots—they look like the bottom half of a fur suit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go buy those, and as soon as we get done playing or recording, <laughs> go check those out. Um, I want to throw in a real quick uh, thing that's not in the notes, um, just because mm-hmm. Cole might have missed it from Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Coleman um, wrote in with a couple of corrections. I'm going to paraphrase because these haven't uh, been edited. Um, the uh, the spikes in Brightstone uh, in the lower courtyard uh, don't cause curse. So I was I was we were not sure about that, but I said that I thought that they might. Um, I also apparently said that the uh, uh, the primal bonfire is what uh, lights the map in uh, in the Majula Mansion, but it's actually killing the boss. The bonfire has nothing to do with it, and it's just kind of there to teleport you back. 
So uh, goofs on my part. Um, however, uh, and he also in his thing says something about being that guy. There's a lot of people not wanting to be that guy. Um, but yeah, so thanks for pointing those out, Ryan. And those were just goofs. Yep. I'll go ahead and just I'll close out this section, too, with this short response from John, um, who says the best Brandon Fraser movie is Gods and Monsters. Mr. Fraser uh, portrays a gardener, an object of lust to Ian McKellen's aging James Whale, the director of the original Frankenstein. McKellen was nominated for an Academy Award, and I believe the film won for its screenplay. It's no George of the Jungle, but it'll do in a pinch. (laughs) No, I would I would see that. Yeah. And the idea of a good Brandon Fraser movie is novel. (laughs) Isn't it a Civil War movie? (laughs) That's gods and generals. Okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah. it would be weird if it was a Civil War movie about the guy who directed Frankenstein. <laughs> I was like, I just tried, tried to wonder how that lifespan would work. <laughs> I've had a story life. Gray <laughs> versus blue, brother against brother. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Um, Which side are you on? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So getting into responses about the area proper, I just I love that we live a life where somebody can write in about uh, Brendan Fraser movies, and it's perfectly germane to the conversation. It is. Yeah. So Jeremy Greer writes in uh, about uh, about these areas that we just talked about uh, via the Facebook uh, page saying, during the release week, a lot, like a lot of people, I was texting and chatting with friends so to find out uh, how their game was going. Did you see this? Did you kill that? A friend of mine texted me asking if I encountered the covetous demon. Quote, sure did. What a pushover. Had him killed in five minutes. Then his friend responded, he didn't eat all of your equipment and spit you out naked? Dark Souls 2 is definitely a funnier game than Dark Souls 1. I don't think I've laughed so hard at a soul story before or since. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yep. Tying your, taking your equipment off with his tongue. <laughs> Mitha, can you, see, can you see what I can do? Um, <laughs> Baby, honey, come back. Yeah. So it's sad. a shame that she doesn't, she, like, <laughs> she doesn't, uh, like, she's not a reverse Naga. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, you know, there's no... Like what? What is his end game with with this lady? Like they cannot make love in any sense of the word. Are you um, are you referring to snake person cunnilingus? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh yeah. And, and the uh, and and reverse mermaids, except for nagas or uh, you know gorgons or whatever. Yeah. 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 Reverse mermaids are one of my greatest fears. Um, okay. So what if there was the inverse of the covetous demon, where it picks you up and puts a bunch of heavy armor on you? That's so a, that's a kind of cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. There, there isn't, uh, there isn't really a mechanical effect in Dark Souls that increase it, like lowers your equip burden. I, that, yeah. or, that I know that's a cool idea. Yeah, Demon Souls isn't there somebody something that they can like cake you with uh, filth? Uh yeah, the the filthy colossus. Uh, the filthy colossus can do it. It shoots like a uh, those yeah. bugs at you. I think. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe oh, yeah. thinking of the leechmonger, it gets like the leeches on you. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's the leechmonger. Uh, the Souls filthy colossus shoots flies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in Dark Souls One, there are those um giant those big oh, goopy yeah. piles of souls that cover you in gunk. Oh yeah, 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 the, yeah. The, the stone protectors. Yeah. 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 <laughs> not the uh not the troll kids stone protectors. <laughs> but uh the next one comes from Matthew via the contact form. Uh despite being basically the dedicated poison area, I really didn't mind Earthen Peak and the Harvest Valley as much as I thought I would. As far as the Harvest Valley goes, I love the aesthetic that they were going for. I'd heard the name tossed around in the Steam group chat and I was hanging out while playing in and uh in my mind I'd built up this dark pastoral area with a lot of yellows. Almost like a wheat field in the autumn, which we we sort of mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I got instead is a fairly bright area devoid of pretty much all natural life and colored the most sickeningly awful shade of green that you can imagine. I also greatly enjoyed the earthen peak. The lower levels had some clever platforming over death pits, while the upper areas were fairly easy to re- to traverse once you knew the path. 
being able to explode the poison jars from afar and kill enemies before they got close was also a great bonus, which is something I did a lot when uh, trying to farm for that Desert Sorcerer mm-hmm. skirt. <laughs> And uh, finally, both the bosses were easy as hell. I'll readily admit I wouldn't have known about torching the windmill were it not for the aforementioned Steam Group chat. I enjoyed the area so much that I actually killed Mithar a few dozen times as a sunbrow. I've read online where people uh, will help out with Mitha, and then, you know, if they're in the, they put their summons in the hallway and then they don't realize until, that it's poison, you know, until they get in there. <laughs> and that being frustrating, like people are like, those fucking idiots. And I was just like, no. <laughs> these guys (laughs) Um, Cody says via contact have you guys seen the new trap chest I started a new uh, walkthrough yesterday and got to earth and peak and opened up one of the chests and there was a red fiery mist exploded out much like the poison mist I didn't see what status it would add rolled out of the way but I thought it was neat and worth a mention I have not seen that is that a thing is it something that's been patched in yeah I I have seen that Um, it's, it's the one you know, on the other side of the like the spinning blades that stop after you uh, destroy the windmill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 in an iron chest there. I have no idea what it does though. Like I dodged out of the way too. <laughs> <laughs> huh. I'm, yeah. I'm guessing like red fiery. Maybe it like uh, does fire damage. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'm looking up a list of the trapped chests right now. Uh, so there's an explosive chest, but it doesn't allude to that being a uh, being something that uh, is 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 relatively new. I, th- I think you know when I read this, what I what I assumed was that it was something that was added for the DLC, but it might just be something that causes I, fire yeah. damage. Yeah, I think maybe new is in like a added new to Dark Souls. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, new or new or new to the game. Like we haven't run into them yet. Yeah, so mm. that mm. makes sense. Yeah, cool. N- yeah, I'm I'm just I'm so trained to to, to roll. Like it's it, it's so yeah. ingrained that it's actually kind of bizarre to me that that is tied to uh, agility. Or adaptability, like you just kind of like duh, you just roll. Yeah. One hmm. one of the interesting things, and and this was true in the network test version, but um, in the realm of cut content, is the idea of like a trap sense. Yeah. Like you used to be able to have a trap sense stat that would tell you whether there was a trap, and there were items that would do the same thing. Yeah. And yeah. they just kind of got rid of that, but it was an interesting mechanic. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, originally, you were supposed to uh, get that sense after forging uh, Freya's soul, but I guess they never. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking <laughs> someone gets that Spider-Man joke, but <laughs> oh god, oh shit, <laughs> no, that, that, that's pretty good. I just I'm, I was too slow for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dang, it was that, that would land like four days later. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 I don't don't feel bad about us not yeah. reacting to that because that was good. Yeah. It was just like, <laughs> me being a dummy. <laughs> um, oh uh, man. <laughs> so Justin writes in via the contact form. Can you talk about how much humiliating shit Mitha must have made Jester Thomas do? He has to despise her to want to unleash such hell, such a hellstorm upon her. I'm pretty sure he could easily take her out on his own if I were to back off and watch. Yeah, that brings up, um, I like Justin's make a goof, but it, it's interesting because, you know, this is very well could have been her Jester. Yeah. Um, I was reading online and somebody uh, posited that it's possible that the old Iron King sent uh, Jester Thomas as an assassin, mm-hmm. um, kind of justifying it by the fact that you can buy the Jester set um, from Marigold um, or Margold in uh, uh, the Iron Keep, even though he's a traveling merchant and, you know, like he could have got that from anywhere. Yeah. But they were, you know, positing him as an assassin. Yeah. Um, yeah. That makes uh, that, that I, I always just thought he was an asshole who really enjoyed, you know, <laughs> killing people. <laughs> just burning people alive. Yeah. 
terms. I'm no. not going to make the no, obvious joke. Complex character. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just I I wonder what the connection is between this area and where he shows up later. That I don't know, but it's interesting. Yeah, mm. and it could just be a mechanical thing, like oh, many sure. things in Dark Souls do, yeah. and frustratingly. But um, mm. it is it is a hell of a hell of a thing. Yeah. Well, the, the, there are also two other pieces of evidence. Uh, you know, Mitha was luring people in with these uh, with with these puppets, and you know, I always kind of associate jesters with puppet toy kind of things, like mm. a Punch and Judy show kind of thing. Sure. Mm. Yeah. So, like, there 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 could be some kind of thematic connection to that as well. You know, mm-hmm. the fact that she was keeping keeping him there for her pleasure, like she was yeah. wont to do. Yeah. So she had the the pet and stuff. That makes a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jake, do you want to read uh, Sean? Uh, yeah. thing? The next is from uh, Sean Ghost Party Clothier via Facebook. Uh, the honeycombed area full of artificial undead in Harvest Valley is kind of ridiculous. I haven't been able to work out how anyone of an appropriate level is supposed to clear them without cheesing them. I'm so happy that the Sunbros made it back too. Despite the covetous demon being ridiculously easy, there's a sort of unspoken agreement that every Sunbro summons for that boss uh, to help the sunlight metals flow. And the Sun Sword, it's my favorite weapon in this game. Pretty weird DLC Whip Sword, which uh, I'm sure you guys will cover later. <laughs> the whole Mitha slash Poison thing reminds me of how Elizabeth Noblewoman would use makeup containing lead to make their... Oh, Elizabethan Noblewoman would use makeup containing lead to make their skin paler, thus seriously harming themselves re- with repeated use. That's pretty cool, the reference, not the harming mm-hmm. the skin. <laughs> and Jester Thomas is a bro for now. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. uh, yep. <laughs> like, Certainly. It, all that does is remind me of um you know people have used a lot of poison uh, for both medicine and cosmetics over the over the years but like yeah. uh, th- those old uh, those old uh products that would use radioactive material for for beauty effects to give your skin that healthy glow like literally not <laughs> not something that's just in fallout like it's a thing that used to <laughs> that we used to do yeah there, uh. there's um people used to use um aqua vitae Oh, yeah, um, I yeah. believe. And they used to use it on their teeth and it would whiten your teeth by essentially stripping a layer off of your teeth. Yep. So you would have these very white teeth and eventually you'd have these black nubs. Yeah. Aquavide, <laughs> pretty much just acid, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Goes down smooth. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And it sounds cool. It sounds like a cool alchemy thing. Yeah. I know about that mm. from amnesia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, James Gowan says via Facebook. Um, I felt pretty terrified the first time I laid eyes on the Mounted Overseers. Also, getting one-shotted by their dark magic was also, very surprisingly, the first time I died to them. Kind of like getting pancake-flattened by Havel the Rock in Dark Souls 1. You know, that slack-jawed, dumb, stunned look of disbelief. I finally summoned up my resolve and managed to figure out ways to kill them, and was surprised that their rider just disappeared along right with them. I think a better mechanic would have been for the rider to jump down at around 50% of the giant beast's health to assist in the battle against the player. At the very least, once the giant is killed, the rider becomes your next foe. I felt it was just a little lazy that they poofed out of existence. What's the point if they're just riders? That would have been a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's share something I yeah. definitely agree with. Like, I, I was trying to... Uh kill the writers with like with a bow and that but uh unfortunately it doesn't work and i was very disappointed yeah then again that, that's like sort of a theme in dark souls 2 with like enemies just disappearing instead of having a corpse yeah it's yeah. a real shame that's uh that's part of what got them the teen rating too oh really yeah that was that that, that was huh. a factor in it at the very least the fact that there weren't corpses to flop around mm. because oh. the esrb is fucking weird yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I miss the floppy that, corpses. 
for sure. Yeah, it's it's not something you see very often, uh, that multi-stage, just regular enemy fight. Although these are, you know, if they didn't respawn, we would very much call them mini-bosses, right? You know, yeah. like the like mm-hmm. the, the, the Tower Knights or whatever from Dark Souls 1. They, they, they seem kind of like poised to do that, especially because they're pretty much just there to keep you from moving freely. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the man centipedes in Demon Souls are like that. Once you kill them, the smaller one breaks off. Yeah. Yes. Um, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Michael Christensen writes in via Facebook. Mikhail. Saying, Mikhail. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Mike. Okay. Mikhail. Sorry. So Mikhail Christensen writes in via Facebook saying, by the time I got to Earth and Peak on my first playthrough, I had forgotten to be afraid of mimics. Having learned how to effectively dodge other trap chests, the popping open of lids seemed a perfunctory step to sweeping whatever treasure appeared into my inventory, popping open the screen and checking out any new item descriptions. My brain had already moved on to considering the lockstone contra- uh, contraptions in the very same room when I was ripped back in time suddenly to the sound of my own shriek and that dilating mom perched on mantis legs taking my avatar whole chomp, 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 chomp. it was the first mimic i'd come across in dark souls 2 and to full effect i laughed and for once i was glad i overlooked the soapstone messages nearby <laughs> i uh, uh, it was the closest i have come to pooping myself like i did throughout my very first dark souls 1 run <laughs> Something about using the word poop there instead of shit makes it sound more literal. <laughs> yeah. It does. Yeah, like, it this it. is a great message. Just... <laughs> yeah. Like, it painted a nice picture. Yeah. That, that's a real nice Capra. <laughs> just like, if there's something about pooping yourself, just, I don't know. Yeah. It makes it sound. Well, it's because that's what we say when kids do it. Yeah. Like, you don't say, oh, little Timmy just shit himself. Like, <laughs> there's a certain literalness to it. You say, oh, man, Timmy just shit. Like, oh, yeah, he, just, he, 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 he experienced some kind of shocking stimulus and, you know, had a had a proportionate response to it. Like, oh, he yeah. pooped himself. <laughs> like, like if I if I if, if I created dirt in my, in my clothes, I would say, oh, guys, I just pooped. Sorry, I'll be right back. Yeah. I mean, Although, if I'm we looking, actually did cheer, it, or, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no, it's fine. <laughs> just, just awkward. Like you, you go first. You go first. <laughs> oh, I, I was just gonna say, uh, Michaela, if you did actually poop yourself, we're not. We don't want to hurt your feelings or anything. No, no, sorry. I, I yeah, don't well, think that, that's what intense, I was, was gonna say. Is like it was the closest I've come to pooping myself. Does that mean like he actually did poop himself in the first Dark Souls two run? Oh, the Dark Souls one run. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really want to know now. Yeah, which yeah, it's part of the human condition. It's fine. Don't worry. Hmm. <laughs> we are not laying shame. Yeah, it happens sometimes. Like people, you know, like it, it happens sometimes as an adult, like sometimes you'll, it doesn't happen a lot, mm-hmm. but like, you know, you're not feeling good. Yeah. And just, uh, yeah, happens to all of us. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. I it's, hate it. it's, it's the stuff of nightmares. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it is like, it is literally the worst. Being incontinent is one of my like most literal and logical fears. Yeah. It's like right behind dementia actually. Yeah. yeah. Like, man, just like, I, I just guess- can't do anything about this. Thankfully, one usually follows the other, so like it's not something you have to worry about that long. Yeah, yeah. I would prefer to go dementia first than incontinent. If yeah. I had to choose, it's like I want to get killed and then eaten in that order, not the other way around. <laughs> uh, yeah. huh. Anybody who actually has any kind of problems with that, when, you know, yeah, it's a much medical, sympathy and yeah. yeah, it's a medical condition and all yeah. of the pursuant yeah. sympathy that it rides with that. Yeah, indeed. Mm. Do you want to close us out, Jake? Yes. Uh, the final one is from uh, Nathan Gitchell via Facebook. 
Uh, Lettersmith Gilligan is possibly my favorite Lettersmith in any game that I have played thus far. That's a, a tall claim. <laughs> I loved the upgrade right. path for the ladder in Majula. Best weapon in the game as far as I'm concerned. And the figurine to die for. <laughs> yeah. that, that's a uh, good one. Uh, yeah. Just real quick, I this this whole first paragraph it contains multitudes. <laughs> yeah. Like there, yeah. there, there's a there's a lot of good uh, kind of subtext in that. So good good job, Ethan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the covetous demon though seems more like a mini boss than a real boss fight. In my first playthrough, I expected a bonfire and not a boss fight, so it caught me by surprise. I'm a little disappointed we couldn't do anything with the stairs. For his lore significance, maybe Mitha was looking for a guinea pig to test her beauty poison on before trying it on herself and offered himself because he thought it would make him more make him more desirable to her. That's uh, we sort of discussed like maybe being a pet, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that's definitely a, a way to take it. Uh, of course, it made him turn into Jabba the Hutt, so he became lonelier than before, or so his soul description says. Yeah. Still trying to figure out the Grave Warden's place in the Earthen Peak. Uh, I think we're all trying to figure that out. The desert sorceress could be Mitha's handmaidens and the Grave Warden, her guards, but that implies a connection between Earthen Peak and the Undead Crypt I haven't really thought too much on yet. Uh, Earthen Peak gave me a huge Sense Fortress vibe. The entire area is probably designed to evoke that feeling. It's loaded with traps, poisons, and fights with unique enemies on treacherous walkways. You even get to fight a snake person at the end. <laughs> Just like Sense, you emerge in an area totally unlike anything you've seen in the game thus far. Although, to be honest, I feel like Iron Keep is just the lava level and seems a little anticlimactic. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Yeah. That's that's uh, two for two versus two on the... Is it uh, Earthen Peak or Iron Keep that is Sense Fortress? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, I love the idea of Covetous Demon as a forever alone Redditor. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's probably Photoshopped that face onto him. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Along with the Just, just waiting for the... Uh, Waiting for the mod to like put the fedora on his head and the <laughs> neck beard. <Yeah. laughs> um, uh, easy yeah. targets. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I just you know imagine him just scraping his face up against the the throne, you know the the bathhouse door, and just like, can we talk? I think you owe me that much. <laughs> um, yeah. We can all agree those people are pieces of shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, some interesting uh, things in there, like the idea of him being a test subject. You know, we kind of had called him a pet, but the idea of like, you know, but even then that would kind of imply like she tested the poison out, you know, before it turned her into a, like this naga. So like <laughs> the idea being like, is this because she took too much poison? Is this what she was actually going for? Did she get some body dysmorphia or is this like an accidental thing? Like, you know, oh, the poison I thought it would make me beautiful. Whoops. You know, like what what uh, what the actual effect is and why she's all sneaky. Yeah, you know, we don't know. And if if it was an accident, the idea of her testing it on Covetous Demon and being like, "Oh, this is what happens," like it'd be weird for it to follow for her to do it to herself. Yeah. Well, well, maybe um, it's a uh, testing in like the opposite direction. So I mean, you know, the Covetous Demon doesn't really resemble much of the other poison afflicted uh, denizens of the uh, the peak. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah, you know, maybe yeah. it's a hopeful cure. Yeah, that's true. And it's possible she was she was testing like the transformative uh, effects on trying to create more miners as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, there is there's a nice little bit in his um, uh, it's either in her his soul uh, description or hers, where it says like uh, the things that we do for this compelling madness known as love. Yeah, or something yeah. like that, which is a nice like little mm-hmm. like good line again edit, editorial voice in yeah. those uh yeah. 
in yeah. the in those item descriptions. This is like this area has a great like a great ratio of answer to unanswered questions. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I agree with you. It feels good in yeah. that respect. So. Um, yeah, and that's that's everybody. Uh, that's it for responses. Thank you guys very much. Yeah. If uh, if we got some stuff wrong in this last episode, which we probably did, um, or if you just want to uh, ask us about the Iron Keep or not ask us about, <laughs> ask me about the Iron Keep. If you have comments about the Iron Keep, Jesus. Uh, if you have comments about the Iron Keep, uh, head on over to duckfeed.tv forward slash contact um, or the Facebook group and share those with us. Yeah. And have absolutely no fear of being that guy. Yeah, 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 exactly. For it's sure. fine to be that guy. Yeah, it's like, it's it's helpful. You know, we get we we, yeah. we get stuff wrong all the time, and it's it's greatly appreciated when we can set the record right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Jake, where can people find you on internet? Uh, in the show notes, maybe there's going to be a link to my YouTube channel, <laughs> <laughs> Video Game Talking Head. I do Demon Souls lore and uh, occasionally other things that not really anyone watches. But Demon Souls lore, there's a new one coming soon. So recommended the um. The video that you did, I think it was like the the game group grumps, oh. or whatever you did, like the commentary on somebody else's let's play of Dark Souls. Yeah, 2. <laughs> that, that is a uh, that's very good. So, uh, and and then I I went to embarrass myself by playing a uh, Dark Souls two with a uh, Vasilikov and Hellkite Drake and make an absolute <laughs> fool of myself. So it, it was it was karmically they, just, but also you you make some very astute points in that uh, in that video. So. <laughs> Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, good, good work there. Yeah. Um, yeah, what can people do for us? Well, uh, we have that Patreon campaign going. Um, we've talked about the new gear a lot over the past couple of weeks, but that is entirely thanks to your generosity. That is patreon.com slash TV. We have new goals going up, and uh, it is a place for you to get early access to our shows and also participate in our live uh, our live video streams and get yeah, access. Those are lots of fun. Yeah. It's time mm-hmm. for us to let our hair down. It's Duckfeed After Dark. Yeah, we just uh, you know, we just chill. Yeah. The uh, during those, it's a couple and, of chill uh, bros. It is very chill. It's more chill than these shows, which obviously we're on point constantly. <laughs> so the uh, it, it's it's really where anything goes. Yeah. So. Well, I'm I'm sweating right now, like from all this, like just it's kind of it's so oppressive, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we we did send you a lot of pages uh, beforehand for you to memorize. Uh, we can tell yeah. when you're reading. So well, all, yeah. all that stuff about Ghost Babel, like, geez. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm annoyed yeah. it didn't come off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well it's it's still gonna we're not done. It's 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 still gonna come up. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, these two and a half hours were just dress rehearsal. Yeah. We make that joke every time, but Do I we? always like it. Oh, yeah, God. We, we make it a lot, but I don't know if it always ends up in the episode. Yeah, but okay. I think it is a funny joke. Okay. Yeah. Is the well, idea just... like Okay, well, now let's do the real thing. Well, it's a yeah. it's a joke about like the terrible things we put our guests through. Also, yeah. like it, I, I don't know if we said it last time. What time did you wake up uh, to be with us, Jake? Oh, like three in the morning. Oh, that that's, was fun. That's, that's fucking psychotic <laughs> well, that we made you I do start, that. I started doing this though at like seven, and I was like, I'll have enough time to you know be able to head off to a uh, work, and uh, like I've got to go in like five minutes. Oh shit! Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's draw to a close. It's yeah, not. Well, a th- thank you so much for yeah. it. thank you again. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's no problem. I'm more than happy to appear. As inconvenient as it is for all of our timetables, it's (laughs) always fun. Yeah, except for me, puts on sunglasses. (laughs) Um, uh, But we really, really do appreciate it. And I encourage everyone who's listening to to check out Jake's stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we've we've, uh, we've blathered on long enough. I think we got some deleted scenes for you. So here they are. Yeah, we have a we have a slightly new setup. Yeah, I, I noticed. <laughs> yeah, so the uh, and so far so good. 
that's great. Yeah, well, I, I, at least I can hear everything, and at least you guys can hear everything. So that's like yeah. half a podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, as long as we hear it. And then we can just uh, tell stories to our children as to how it went. <laughs> we will recount um, the tales. The oral history. Yeah. When we say yeah. we edit this, it's just a matter of going down and writing down everything that was said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We are a transcriptionist. Into the scrolls. All right. Well, I am I am willing to uh, to get started. Um, I'm gonna go see go see that Guardians of the Galaxy movie all the kids are talking about. Mm. After this. Oh, I, I hear that's very good. Yeah. I, I only recently saw a Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, Win- I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, Winter Soldier is great. Mm. I, know, was- I, I I came off of a uh, off of Thor two, and that's like one of the few movies I've ever walked out of, so oh, I was wow. a bit uh, hesitant. But <laughs> now I'm now I'm a believer again. I'm a believer again. <laughs> the, Thor two it does have some bullshit elements. I forgot like- that there was a Thor two. It, it's real for well, I, I wouldn't have minded it that much if the first like I, I assume the first half I don't know if it keeps going wasn't just like Thor's human friends <laughs> like if I, if I wanted that I'd go watch an 80s cartoon or something yeah. you know <laughs> Yeah, Thor and his not amazing friends. Is there is there like a like a like a wisecracking talking animal? Oh, wait, Guardians of the Galaxy has that. There's like a wisecracking talking Aubrey Plaza knockoff. Yes. <laughs> like we couldn't yeah. afford Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. So here's this lady. Here's this brunette. <laughs> she, got, she got too famous too quick. Yeah. Oh, here's God. our scratch and debt brunette to be a sassy lady. Wait, a, wait a second. So by this trajectory, what you're saying is that Amy Poehler is going to play the invisible woman. I'd take it. Yeah. Like it with Paul Rudd. Oh, get God. Paul Rudd in. Like oh, if he quits Ant-Man Fantastic. like everyone else, get him in as Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And then a hurry show Sands is the thing. And uh, <laughs> the original John Lake was on with the pest as a uh, Johnny storm. <laughs> and we're, we're fantastic. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to see the show is still on top here because it was uh, last time I was here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We were on a tight ship. Yeah. I thought, I thought winter soldier was, was really weirdly like tense and dark for one of these Marvel movies. Like it was, oh yeah like a born movie it was very um yeah very stressful to watch but in a good way i always i always wonder like are kids going out and buying like action figures of marvel (laughs) movies because like (laughs) yeah like who's buying like a winter soldier actually he doesn't look very fun he looks like brooding and here's a murderer with a gun kids (laughs) like (laughs) here's a psychopath with uh, ptsd (laughs) who's been tortured for years have fun have him fight (laughs) (laughs) spider-man Spider-Man will never not be funny. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you ever see Captain America 2 cool? No, no, not yet. No. Okay. The, Worth your time. Yeah, I think the only movie... Yeah. It, it did myself. I've been to see two movies this year, Grand Budapest Hotel and X-Men. Oh, also, also good movies. Yes. Good choices. I'm just bad about... I haven't even seen Iron Man 3 yet. Like, I just, oh. I'm just bad about seeing these summer blockbusters. You'll, I think you'll like Iron Man three. Like the the big thing about that that yeah, pissed a lot of people off. Like, like I think you'll like. <laughs> like it's 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 not it's it's uh, it's unpredictable in a way that's really satisfying. Oh cool. So yeah. Um, if if you're not like yeah, I was, I was really surprised people didn't enjoy that like twist. Yeah, well they're they're just comics guys. Like they're just like you <laughs> yeah. know oh that's not how it is in the comics. Well who gives a fuck? It's a yeah. movie. Like uh, yeah, you know it's, it's a different thing. If, I, like if you're gonna complain that it's like different than the comics, like. Don't start now. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's been different for that like quite a while at this point. Yeah, the, the um, I remember uh, leaving X Men Three, and there, there are a lot of problems with X Men Three, obviously. Um, but one of my mm. friends was just kind of like, 
came out of me. He's like, Juggernaut's not a mutant. And I was like, wait, what are you going to do? Well, well, there's an ancient god named Cytorak in a cave in the, in the Korean War. And, you know, he made a deal with a crystal. And, like, you're going to go into all that. Or you can just say, hey, this world where we have superpowered people that are mutants, this guy's one of those, too. You know? Which one of those makes more well, sense for yeah, a movie? Juggernaut's origin was always absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So. I, that's one of the few things about X Men Three. I'm glad they like changed. Oh, absolutely! Like one of the very few things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you know, if if I were to completely throw Occam's Razor out the window, I would actually say they probably put in some of those inaccuracies just to make sure that the people who would complain most vocally would complain about the stupidest stuff and not the actual real problems with <laughs> like, that movie. Like, like to discredit it. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, they're <laughs> just a bunch of mouth breathers. Yeah, spray them down with rum. Yeah. <laughs> that way nobody will believe them. But I don't know, like, with that much effort, though, when they just write, like, a better script? Oh. <laughs> at that point, I'm not sure. Bitch, bosh. <laughs> they didn't want to pay Cyclops for the whole movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can't get around James Mark. Because he had to play um, a reporter buddy in uh, in that Superman that nobody remembers <laughs> and nobody liked. The Kevin Spacey one? Yeah. Yeah. That existed. Yeah. Yeah, it's a terrible fucking movie. His, his, oh, like, like, like most Spacey's, Superman movies, apparently. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like his plot is to make like big, disgusting, craggy real estate. That's that's the villain <laughs> Superman's up against. Is yep. Somebody who's trying to make bad real estate. <laughs> Wait a minute. So the villain, he's a Scooby Doo villain. He's real estate. Yeah, <laughs> essentially, he's yeah. got the he's got the mask or like the the head the wig oh, yeah. that he wears like that gets pulled off at some points. And, and he wouldn't have got he would have gotten away with it if it hadn't been for those meddling Kryptonians. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and their dog. Yeah. Yeah, crypto. Yeah. Crypto. Isn't that like a little bit like naming your pet like Cyanido? <laughs> or something? Like it is I mean I, I know it's his world, but it also is the poison to him. Like Yeah. Here there, Ortho, Ortho, Ortho. <laughs> mm. It's pretty close to Ortho. Yeah. Which is a good name for a dog. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I was thinking Odo. Like, I, I don't know. What's Ortho? I was thinking Odo from Beetlejuice. Um, looking here, it may refer to... Oh, God, it's a character in something. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I like the sound Just, of that. Just uh, write up the show notes for our superhero podcast. Yeah, yeah this has been another episode of uh, Cape Chat. <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah, Ortho might not, may or may not be a thing. All I'm getting oh. is pest control, so... Okay. Well, that, yeah. that's close enough. Yeah. Pet, pets control. It was a the result of a tragic typo. Yeah. <laughs> a, a marketer with dyslexia. Yeah. <laughs> Dargan Quest. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Um, yeah. So the yeah, uh, but getting or go ahead. I was just trying to think. Like, do they? Oh, right. No, they do. <laughs> <laughs> it's my my completely like worthless uh, observation. So, yes, that was correct. <laughs> Let's say it's nice to have someone affirm. The uh, um, yeah, was... yeah. <laughs> I'm over here playing the Boston for the for the two of you. Um, I'm back. I am also back. Okay. One of one of the. Uh, advantages of being a bachelor is that i can have my fridge right next to my uh computer now i remember those days <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm i am also a bachelor um however yeah. i used to live uh, in in one bedroom of a house uh in, in college and i had a mini fridge uh from my from my dorm days that i just kind of kept around for pop and beer and uh it was like right by my bed 
Or, yeah, right, that's okay, it was between exactly my bed and my desk. So yeah. <laughs> if I needed a bed beer, I could have a bed beer. Yeah, you got a mini fridge. Pretty much the life. Yeah. <laughs> it's the dream. Yeah, I taught him the the uh, the the wonders of mini fridges. Nothing, nothing wrong with a mini fridge. Nothing. It's like the the toaster oven of fridges. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, almost literally. <laughs> Some might say it's the Citizen Kane of fridges. <laughs> With no sense of. So, Some could say that the fridge itself was a character. Um, so. <laughs> Good God. Ugh. The worst. <laughs>